Welcome to Noahala, the podcast, highlighting the voices, experiences, and reflections of African diasporans reconnecting to Africa. I am Gaima, and it's my intention to bridge the gap between the African and the African diasporan through the story shared by my guests and myself. We could learn a lot together. It's time to level up. It's no wahala. Growing up as a second generation African in America was challenging to say the least. Nowadays, uh, a lot of the childhood memories, we relive them through jokes and can really laugh about our pain through comedians like I Am Dulo, um, African Ape, um, you know, those types of um, comedians that we often follow on Instagram, etc., where uh, the scenarios that seem to be absolutely hilarious are truly our childhood memories of crazy over-the-top African fathers that will not let you have a day off. I mean, you're off from school, but you're not. You still have to study. You still have to do all chores as if, you know, it's a regular day and it's real. Or you have that mom who is forcing you to pray over um, term papers, you know, in addition to um, studying. Just things that are just outrageous to the typical American that was literally our lives. So for me, one of the reasons why I was able to keep it together despite being an oddball amongst my classmates and how I was not able to socialize, go to a lot of different social events, etc because my parents were so strict. My grandmother, who lived with us for 10 years, she really helped to nurture me through all of that. You know, she was my rock, and you know, she was able to kind of give me an insight to the culture of why my parents were the way that they were, which helped me to just tolerate them until I could (laughs) get out (laughs) and run away to college. So when she returned back to Sierra Leone, it was very tough for me, very, very tough for me. But um, despite that, I was committed to doing all that I could to take care of her financially um, now that she was back here in Sierra Leone. And so once I graduated, you know, God blessed me with a job right out of college and um, I was able to afford to send her money on a regular basis. And one of the reasons why I was able to do that, you know, my grandmother at the time, she's a grandmother, so, you know, she can't just get up and and just go just like that. Um, There's always somebody who needs to assist. And so my counterpart was my cousin here in Sierra Leone who ran all of her errands. I was her errand lady, person, child, in the US and he was the same for her here in Sierra Leone. 
So we talked, of course, on the phone when I would send codes for where they can pick up money. Eventually, afterwards, we connected on social media, primarily Facebook. And that's how we got to know each other. But not growing up together, there was always, of course, a gap in our communication because we weren't sure how we could really relate to one another. And so our common thread was my grandmother. So when she passed, you know, it was very devastating. Um, and our communication, you know, for me, it was, it became stagnant, but he was persistent and he made sure to reach out to me and let me know, like, listen, grandma's gone, but I'm still here and we're still family, you know, so let's continue to be in contact. And um, I did, I, I did my best, you know, to keep up with him. And he absolutely um, was definitely better at keeping up with me. And so imagine we come back to Sierra Leone and I know he's here, so it's on my to-dos to reach out to him and connect. And before we can see each other, you know, and through a scheduled visit, my sisters and my cousins and I are walking through the market and we're looking for souvenirs. Um, my sister has to travel um, and she wants to make sure she's got all her souvenirs for friends and family back in the US. And out of the corner of my eye, I see someone. And I mean, the market, if you've never been to a market uh, here in, on the continent, just know that it is thick. Um, maybe you've seen footage online when people are going into the markets. Um, very, very, very crowded and congested. But out of all of that, I see him. And I'm like, oh my God, I think that's fam. I think that's family. So I nudge my sister and she's still wrapped up in shopping. So I just leave her and walk to him. And at the same time, he's walking to me. And what an embrace. Because I'm, I'm in front of my blood, just like that. And um, the, the power of social media is, I think, underestimated. We take it for granted, especially in the US, we have so many versions of how we can con communicate through social media. We have so many options. Whereas what I've learned is that here, it's pretty limited. The communication uh, companies, cell phone companies here, they're very limited, they're expensive. I mean, quite frankly, they're ripping people off specifically here in Sierra Leone. It's a complete ripoff. But nonetheless, you know, when you realize that people are paying way too much to be able to communicate within the country via social media, you know, through internet communication, and they're still trying, they're still making a way, despite not having as much, just to keep in connection with you. That means something. So, you know, what what a moment to be able to see him, know it's him, introduce him and, you know, kind of just, hey, this is our blood. This is us. It means so much. It really does. 
So recently him and I sat down one afternoon and just, you know, talking, hanging out, um, sharing stories, um, because we, of course, we share family. We didn't grow up together at all, but the family that was in the U.S. that we do share, you know, that came back, you know, we have that common thread. So a lot of funny stories, a lot of troubling stories, because this is my family who survived the Civil War. So the amount of um, trauma that they have seen and have still persevered, you know, it, it it's mind-blowing to me. And so I pay attention to everything that they say, and I look at the pain, I look at their eyes when they're talking to me, because I really want to understand what they went through. You know, there's, it's, it's, it's literally, it's a blessing to be able to talk about something as devastating as war and it be your past and you survived. So I don't take them for granted. And lo and behold, soon after the war, when he had first moved here into Freetown, his first landlord was my paternal grandfather. Just through our, our conversation, I mentioned the street name and he just looked at me and he was like, what? He was like, wasn't there like a chief that, you know, that lived there? And I said, yeah, it's my grandfather. And we just had another moment because his first, you know, we'll call it his first apartment, you know, after the war as a young adult was my grandfather. So family was still, you know, taking care of family. That is the power of family. That's the power of blood. And, you know, aside from um, social media, there, again, you know, it's, it's important. Social media is very powerful, but there is nothing like being able to sit down and talk to somebody face to face and, and solidify the connection. So my plea to you is don't take social media for granted. But furthermore, know that there is more to life outside of social media. Take it to the final step and solidify that human connection. I am Gaima, and you've been listening to No Wahala, the podcast. I hope you are inspired to deepen your connection to Africa through the story shared by my guests and I, the African diasporans in Africa. Follow No Wahala on your favorite podcast streaming platform today. Comment, rate, and share. We could all learn from each other. For more, visit us at iamgaima.com backslash no wahala.